0: Hey y'all, welcome back to The Pleasure Pod, your favorite black feminist podcast where we get into all things feel good, so hopefully we can all figure out a way to feel better. I am your host, Brie Reed. Uh, It has been such a long time, we're going to get into all of it, but first, let's hear that hype intro music that we all love so much, and then we'll get right back into the patron shoutouts, the announcements, and all of the good, the bad, and the ugly, (laughs) we're back um thank you for your patience first and foremost it does not go without saying that i've been gone for a little while and i think with a lot of content creation and just the different people we listen to and turn to to create to to work i hope you're giving us all a bit of grace as it's hard to get up And create something amidst chaos and when everything feels a little bit disastrous. So, thank you for your patience and your grace with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of you who continue to share older episodes of the podcast. That is incredible to me. Thank you to people who share my page, who share the way that they just love that I think and what I'm reading. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me to be so supported and so cared for by so many people. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to our new patrons, Jay, Sophia, Ali, Sarah, Alex, and Jassy. Thank you so much for committing your dollars to a monthly donation to my work, to my life. And quite honestly, for people listening to the pod who want to know the best way to support me, becoming a patron is one of the best ways you can support me or donating directly to the pod so I can continue to pay the amazing black women who make this possible. The Patreon is a monthly commitment. So for $3, $5, or $10 a month, you can join a tier and you get access to exclusive content that nobody else on the internet gets ever, exclusive audio episodes, links to panels, playback of panels that I've been on which are chef's kiss Um, I load it all on there I tell you of events that are coming up I tell you about different things that I'm writing I read my work on my patreon so for people who say that my voice is soothing and would love to hear my essays and my articles read in my voice I do that over on my patreon so www.patreon.com slash Brie read is how you find me, B-R-Y-R-E-E-D, B-R-Y-R-E-E-D, Brie read. and like always, if you want to support directly and exclusively to the podcast and making sure that my brilliant audio editor, Caitlin Barkley, gets paid, you can cash at me, B-R-Y-R, on Cash App, so Dollar sign B R Y R on Cash App or on Venmo at Brie Reed, B R Y R E E D. Caitlin does get paid every single episode. She gets paid an equitable rate every single episode, and y'all make that possible. She is an amazing audio engineer, audio editor. The amazing sound effects that you hear are all Caitlin. <laughs> the transitions, the taking out of the ums, the stuttering and the pauses. That is Caitlin's work, and I am so happy to have her. I'm so lucky to have her I'm so lucky when she (laughs) texts me and says we're doing an episode today because I need that motivation so thank you Caitlin. I love you immensely please support Caitlyn and all of her work within this pod and all of the great things she has lined up for herself I can't wait for her to announce them and share them with the world she is a star and I just wanted to take a moment to big her up and really shout her out for not only all of the work she helps me do with this podcast but being an incredible friend and an incredible support system to me as far as announcements i don't have a lot coming up i'm going to be doing an ig live with the instagram account black with plants soon we haven't pinned down a date but it is happening so we're going to be talking about reading books black folk getting into plants and how I feel about gardens, gardening, and food sustainability. So please be on the lookout on my Instagram for those details. I love the team over at Black with Plants. Um, I love all that they do. So I'm really excited to talk to them. So at Black with Plants is their Instagram page. Go give them a follow. Keep up with all of the amazing things Black folk are doing in this moment to create joy but also to build community with each other. Shout out to the Black plant community, the Black farm community. (laughs) Y'all are working hard to remind us how black folk have always been environmentalists, have always been sustainability conscious and have done it in ways that do not extort others um do not extort our folk in the global south do not extort our folk and our transnational communities of blackness and how black folk can plant and grow and and nurture life sustainably so thank you to all of the black sustainability environmentalists and plant folk out there special shout out to my own LS's jennifer and tiffany who drive this home for me literally every single day and all of the work that they do on different islands studying the impact of gentrification and environmental issues I love you both and that goes without saying so <laughs> I miss you too deeply and I'm gonna try not to cry giving all of this love to my people but it needed to be done on this episode today so now that we have the the shout outs done we've told you to to give to the cash app the Venmo the Patreon support black people and plants we're gonna get into what we're talking about today and with that we have one last shout out and I really want to shout out August if you don't know who August is he has an amazing just online presence just an amazing person and I'm lucky enough to follow August on Twitter and continuously learn from him and his at on Twitter is mancubclay so m-a-n-c-u-b-c-l-a-y mancubclay and on July 7th August tweeted and maybe I am mean slash hard but what work have you done to earn my softness and I felt that so much And so on this episode of the podcast we're going to be talking about softness and when we talk about it this episode isn't going to be structured. Usually I introduce a book or some reading or a resource and I'll probably still do that but right now y'all it's going to be off the cuff because this tweet from August really just got me thinking and it really stuck with me and usually these podcasts are are thought out, But I really just wanted to take a moment and be real and honest and, and personal on this podcast episode and as we think about pleasure and having a politic of pleasure that is about bodily autonomy is about the ways that liberation is about community, but also about how different communities are taken advantage of emotionally, um, materially, and for all of the different ways that we perform labor but also the ways that we take advantage of folk who are in community with us who don't get to be soft, right? So whether that hesitation to let folk be soft is because they're men or mask folk and we don't give those people space to not present in a way that is tethered to violence, and hardness in that sense, but really thinking about why does softness have to look like breaking down for a lot of people? And that's a question I had again and again, and so I replied to August's tweet, and I said, and often, softness is only acknowledged in breaking down. Often folks tell me I'm not soft in my everyday, and then I cry or break down, and suddenly I'm given care. Can we recognize softness that wasn't brought on by crisis? I'd like that. And then August replied and said, "Oh yeah, I feel this. <laughs> Only receiving care in crisis is not helpful. Form a relationship building or even trusting someone with your core slash softness. Um, and I really love this exchange that August and I had because it's also, we're talking about softness, but as it relates to pleasure, the pleasure to be soft to me is about the ability to rest. And so softness for me is very directly connected to rest and to pleasure because to me, having to be hard means having to do the saving and having to do the work alone and by myself. And I think that's why it took me so long to get to this episode because every time I set up the mic and I started to record, I started to cry because I was immediately reminded of Toyin, um... And immediately, deeply hurt by the ways that, in particular, dark-skinned black women are not allowed to be soft. We do not give them room to rest. None of us. We expect the world from them. And we expect them to deliver it on time, every time. We expect them to be rigid and stern and defend all of us. We put them on the front line time and time again, and we do not let them be soft, even as they beg for it, as they beg for rest, for reprieve, for time to just sit with themselves and be. We do not give them the opportunity. And so as we think about softness and as we think about all the ways people have to struggle to be soft... I want us to think about all of the ways that colorism comes into play. All of the ways that this is tied to, to gender. And the ways that we think about femininity, masculinity, man, woman, gender. Across... Just thinking about... And I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm being me <laughs> and there's so many thoughts going through my head right thinking about how all of this is connected to the ways that black women are not included in the definition of woman and thinking about the ways that womanhood is constructed against this definition of everything that we as black women are we are the antithesis of woman thinking about the meta-language of race from Evelyn Brooks Higginbotham and thinking about all the language that Dr. Higginbotham gives us to understand how the language of women is constructed with a race as sort of the master category and how woman and lady were never accessible to black women about how Ida B. Wells was dragged off of a train for sitting in the woman's car because she was not a woman. Black women could not be women And the only reason she was allowed to stay there for a little while is because they assumed she was someone's servant. And so if woman is constructed about this idea of softness and this white Victorian womanhood, how do we even conceive of softness for black women? How do we even begin to let dark-skinned black women be soft when everything that the foundation of softness is in protection and defense and rest is everything that we have always been denied. How do we begin to think about softness as anything other than breaking down for black women when the world is taught again and again to use us up, to use us as resource, as expert, as tool, as toolkit, as leader, as freedom fighter, as activist, as organizer, as teacher, as nurse, as doctor, as farmer, as function. How do we find softness here? How do we build a community where black folk can be soft, How do we build a community where black women, black dark-skinned women can be soft? How do we get there? And these are real questions that I'm asking and I'm trying to think of it for myself. How do I let myself be soft? How do I let others around me be soft? And I've started doing it more in my daily life of saying no things that do not serve me, of turning down opportunities that would exhaust me, of thinking of all of the ways that I have to be soft with myself and give myself grace. Of all of the ways that softness for somebody else looks like me doing more work and reconciling that against my own politic of rest and pleasure, because community means recognizing when community members need us to step up and dark-skinned black women have been telling us for decades the violences they face because of colorism and the ways that gender is mapped onto their bodies but also the ways that gender is ripped from them and the ways that gender in in dark-skinned womanhood in particular try to reconcile with each other and i'm still reading black on both sides by c riley snorton so i'm not trying to speak with any degree of authority on that text yet but the way that snorton truly walks us through what we know to be gender and calls us to question all of the ways that gender is constructed is so timely it is always timely So pick up a copy of Black on Both Sides by C. Riley Snorton. Pure brilliance in that text. And I'm really asking us all these questions of what can we do for each other to let each other be soft? How can we let Black folk be soft? What does softness look like? And can we get to a point where softness doesn't require breaking? Where it doesn't require absolute exhaustion where we don't have to go to extremes and I'm going to end on this point because I've been talking about this with my friend Zuri for a while and thinking about how much care is given to the dead how much care and community is given to our folk when they pass on from us and thinking of the ways that caring for folk in life in living is so important and how do we begin to shift the the perception of death as the event as the site of caregiving and and bring it back and and invest in programs in education and support networks and mutual aid networks of living and life and Giving money to black women to take care of themselves just because. Giving money to folk for their medical expenses just because. Not because they've gotten to an absolute point of cannot pay, but because we know that you go to the doctor so often, or we know how much your t shots cost, or we know how much you need access to clean needles. Here you go. And that's because we want you to live and live well and live rested and peaceful and pleasurable lives and not because you are on the brink of death and how do we reconcile this with the idea of black folk being socially dead how do we reconcile this with the idea that black women are dead and dying? How do we reconcile that against all of these ideas about the ways that black folk face the threat of death every day, but how do we push forward and think about ways to truly take care of the living? How do we care for each other? So to sum up the different reading suggestions that I put out there, Evelyn Brooke Higginbotham's essay, The Meta Language of Race, um, C Riley Snorton's Black on Both Sides. And I highly encourage people to look into theories on social death, on ungendering um, and the ways that colorism continue to impact the lives of dark-skinned black women. Love on black women in your life love on black trans men in your life love on people who need it in your life shout out to August for your tweets um thank you for all of the work that you continue to do if you would like to support August and all of the brilliant work that he does um follow the Francis Thompson Education Foundation So that's at Francis, F-R-A-N-C-E-S, capital T, capital E, capital D, capital F. So the Francis Thompson Education Foundation is an organization that empowers and engages the black trans community through funding black trans academic discourse and theory. Um, They are actively organizing right now to get 10 scholarships to black trans folk So please head over to their Twitter. Please head over to August's Twitter. I'll give it again. August's Twitter is ManCubClay, at ManCubClay. Um, Please support his incredible work. Support that foundation um, that is doing so much work for our trans kin. And I'll see y'all in two weeks on the Pleasure Pod. Please keep me lifted up. And this is the end of another episode of the Pleasure Pod your favorite black feminist podcast where we talk about all things feel good so that we can collectively feel better i love you all each and every one of you um i want rest for you i want softness for you and i want love for you Mwah.